Um, and I was just saying like a lot of what I believe is like a healthy way to process a breakup is just like, you know, silencing your ego, you know, um, and not um, allowing that to drive how you process your feelings because um, it's not just, it's not just about you. Every mistake is an opportunity to learn. Even those whack exes and lame situationships you endured. This podcast helps single black millennials date smarter by sharing stories of what not to do in dating. Join me, Randy, as I talk with black millennials about the dating lessons they've learned and the mistakes they never want to make again. This is Situationships Podcast, and I'm your host, Randy. So, hey, Stephen, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm good. Awesome. I'm wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you, the topic that you sent in to talk about today, I'm, I'm particularly interested in, because um, I think I agree with you um, for the most part, um, but I'm interested to see what your perspective is and hear more, um, and just, like, dig a little deeper. Um, so, to start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you said... You wanted to talk about loving without injury, not taking a canister of gasoline and a match to a breakup. And so I'm just curious from your perspective, what does that mean and how did you come to this perspective? Um, I mean, I've always taken the approach that, you know, I, the people that I've been in relationships with, they are good people. Like they're not, bad people because our relationship didn't work out, you know? Um, I've never been in a situation where somebody did something really, really fucked up and, um, you know, I never got, like, violent or, you know, aggressive or they were never, like, cussing at each other or anything like that. And it wasn't because I felt like people didn't have the capacity to do that. I think if you... You know, if you hurt someone um, and you don't, or if you do things to hurt someone and then the way that you kind of handle it, you know, exacerbates that pain, um, then, yeah, like people are going to act out and they're going to feel like they need to be vengeful. Um, but like that happens, you know what I'm saying? Like that that's something that I've just realized it happens. Like even in a relation, even with successful relationships, like people hurt each other's feelings. Absolutely. It's something that just, it's something that happens. But um, I think just acknowledging that the person that you had feelings for, still have feelings for, like is a person, you know, um, and not, and respecting that and respecting like what, whatever they're going through that causes or whatever the two of you are going through um, and acknowledging like the things that I may have done to contribute to, you know, the end of a relationship. Um, it's, it's, it's not an easy conversation to have um, because people tend to be like, I mean, you can get very territorial. I was talking to a friend of mine um, and I was just saying like a lot of, what I believe is like a healthy way to process a breakup is just like, you know, silencing your ego, you know, um, and not um, allowing that to drive how you process your feelings because um, it's not just, it's not just about you, you know, like sometimes it's just about the other person or, you know, it just, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to get, it doesn't have to be hurtful. It doesn't have to be a war. Um, and there's something that I always say to, I've said to a few women that I've been dating. Um, I mean, they, you know, they would routinely like roll their eyes, but sometimes like we're in the middle of like a discussion and I would say like, Hey, like just, you know, put your sword away. Like we're trying mm. to figure this out. You know, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying I didn't do anything wrong or, you know, but like, if we really are trying to like move forward, you know, then we can't be like fighting each other. 
So can I can I ask that? So that put your sword away comment. Did that happen like in the middle of like during a relationship or towards the end of one? Um, during. Okay. During. Okay. I mean, and then you know, like I think <laughs> I just um, I don't like I don't like fighting with people. So that was going to be my follow up question: is like that's a specific. I think that's a specific. can't speak specific perspective like put your sword away like I feel like the way that you see conflict um Mm -hmm. is probably like uh I won't say unique to you but it seems like maybe you were taught to deal with conflict in a certain way is that something that you would that sounds true to you in the context of a relationship yeah because I'm not that's not somebody I want to be at war with you know um I mean, there there are times when you do need to pull a sword out. Okay. Like, you know, but I don't I don't know if that's something. Maybe to y'all need to pull a sword out and fight something else, you know, but not each other. Mm. You know, like that that to me is like, you know, that can that just causes other problems. But um, I mean, it happens. It happens, but it's not something. It's not something that I would. I try to like dwell on or like wait in in a relationship because you, I mean, you do need to know that your partner is going to fight for your relationship, you know, hope just hopefully they're not fighting with you for your relationship, you know? So, so if we're talking about the end of a relationship, yes. Um, I guess I'm curious, have you been, have you been in an experience or have you had an experience where a gasoline and match was brought to the situation? Um, no, not that I can think of. No, no, nobody ever. So you're, so, so, okay. So you were in communication with all your exes. Um, not, I would say in communication, but I don't, I don't think any of them would want to burn anything down or anything like that. I mean, yeah, I don't think any of them would want to do that. Um, you know, one of my exes, I mean, well, I, I have known her, like, basically my entire life. Um, she sent me, like, a photo last week of us when we were, like, little. She's married. She's got kids. Like, but we're, you know, we're friends. We we definitely had some distance between us after we broke up. But um, So I'm curious, like... How did those endings, what did they look like? Um, you know, like she was actually, because her, her mom was a um, psych, psychologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that uh, it gave her a lot of tools yeah. um, in our relationship. And um, I think that the... Like the practice, like some sometimes people have a practice of like avoidance, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to the end of when something is the end is imminent, you know, mm-hmm. um, and nobody wants to be the bad person, but um, just the conversations she would have with me were just very like to the point. Was she the one who um, initiated the breakup? The breakup? Mm-hmm. Um, no. But she articulated it. Mm. I think that she could tell that it just wasn't something I was in a position to do. Gotcha. And she, she literally said that to me. She was just like, you know, I think that this isn't something you want to do right now. And I wish that you would just say that. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> this, you know, like I really couldn't say anything at that point. Because I was just trying to, this, this is actually not the relationship I was talking about. This is a different one. But like in the, mm-hmm. in the questionnaire, but um, just her honesty and, you know, candor really, you know, it, it kind of took me off guard because usually people will just like, you know, curse at you or, you know, burn your stuff or leave your stuff out in the box. Um, okay, actually, and can I ask, so okay, I want to ask a clarifying yeah. question. So when Go. you say gasoline and a match to a breakup... How do you interpret that? 
and I know you don't mean like literally oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Angela Bassett, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it for me that red is like burning a bridge, I guess. Right, definitely. So, I, in my opinion, I could see like ending intentionally ending communication with someone that I don't want to talk to or that I used to deal with being different than having like a more dramatic breakup, I guess. Right. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm curious if you're saying like, even, even if nothing like crazy happened, but y'all were just like, we can't do this anymore and we will never speak to each other again. Would you still qual- like classify that as like a match? No, I think, I think that that is a healthy approach in mm. some instances. Like if you know that, your feeling toward feelings towards somebody are not, you know, going to be able to not not appropriate for friendship. Then that's not somebody that you can continue to interact with if you want to have a committed relationship with somebody else in the future. Yeah, you know, um, so because that was going to be one of my questions. So I was like, houseway, like my feelings be too deep. Like I <laughs> no, I mean, but I I um. I have to believe that, like, you know, and I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm only what thirty-two years old, so I don't, you know, I'm not, I haven't lived a whole life, but I just, I just feel like there are people, even in our parents' lives, you know, that they have been intimate with, and they were just like, you know what. You're not you're not the person who I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, doing this thing with. But I want you in my life. Yeah. You know, and but I like I said, if, if you feel if people feel like the I have exes that I know I can't spend. Time okay. With. Okay. Okay. I think I understand where you're coming from because I think I I interpreted it as like every relationship is salvageable essentially or like or most majority mm-hmm. and, and maybe you could tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth or not no. but what I hear maybe now more is like that's just an option that more people that 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 could be pursued by more people or more often because um, I don't agree with you that I, I think people get angry and people have their like have hurt feelings and mm-hmm. like you said egos and you don't want to get play and you don't feel like you wasted your time or like someone is playing in your face so you lash out you do whatever um i do think it takes a lot of emotional maturity and i think it takes a fair amount of like like skills like communication skills mm-hmm. and like emotion management skills whatever you want to call that right. to be able to to do that but I agree that I think like it's something that people should, I guess, try more often. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I think it's about like, for me, it's like being, trying to be friends with the person first so that if there's no relationship, romantic relationship, you still have something there, you know, to another level to interact with them on. So can I ask Um, like in your, in your specific experiences, like, did there need to be a time where you guys, like, took a break and then were able to, like, refine each other as friends? Or were you able to be like, okay, today we're together, tomorrow we're not, and we're just friends? Oh, no, you definitely need some time. Okay. I, I know I personally have needed, always needed time um, just to re, like, to like find myself, you know, again, because when you're in a relationship with somebody, you get, you get kind of get lost or you become, you get, you become an extension of each other, honestly, mm-hmm. um, because you're working together, you're moving together, um, you're thinking together and then to, it takes some time to like reconnect and then come back to that person as an individual, mm-hmm. you know, um, and if you're not, if you're, if people take that time and they don't jump right into another relationship, um, you know, that's, I think that is probably the thing that really hinders, um, most people from doing it. It's just jumping into another relationship and then, you know, you still have probably have feelings for another person and you're, you're using this new relationship to distance you from that person. 
And if that new relationship continues, then that's just going to be the status quo. You know, you're going to you're going to be using that new relationship as a barrier to, you know, a relationship with that other person. So. So. I guess. Like, what made you consider this? You know what I mean? Like, are you seeing like our age group? doing like doing the thing that you think we don't shouldn't be doing a lot like is that what precipitated or was there something in your personal life that like made you consider this um so i was at an event when i was in college howard university h you you know know. (laughs) sorry i had i was like dripping my water but i gotta get my you know in i'm gonna say really quickly i'm a i'm a semi new bison i went to howard for grad school so i still liked it like i'm still real excited about it Thank you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I was at an event and they, you know, Howard, they just be, they just have like these, you know, Nikki Giovanni esque black professors <laughs> that will come down, you know, from the school of social work or something, and they just, you know, they're down there with their locks and their, you know. <laughs> Flowing gowns, and just, sage in the room. Could just take care of everybody. If mm-hmm. you, need, you know, just now, baby, you need to be eating this in the morning. You know, like <laughs> those women. And I just remember she was on this panel. Um, this was during like the height of the HIV/AIDS mm. epidemic, and um, well, it wasn't the height of it, but anyway, it, DC had a really high rate at the time. Gotcha. And I just remember her on that panel. It was a panel about. You know, they were just talking about abstinence, you know, as a solution to curbing Mm. HIV infections. And um, I remember this woman, I cannot remember her name, but she was just like, you know, I think a lot of people enjoy sex and that they should. She was like, but a lot of people don't really think about why they even want to have sex outside of how it feels. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was something that I had never really thought about, like just what type of like connection are you creating with this other person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what is that doing to you, you know? Um, and what, like, what are those driving forces behind that intimacy, you know? Um, because it does create a connection, you know, but, just to have someone articulate it as like, hey, like what kind of connection do you, what kind of connections, have you thought about what kind of connections you're creating uh, with people so that you're doing what's best for you and them? You know? mm. And being- That's a really you know, thoughtful not, way to engage in human interaction. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm physically attracted to people. Like, I'm not just like, oh, you're a great person, you know, like, now I want to sleep with you. Like, no, it's not like that. But I think that um, it just made me be a lot more thoughtful about the people that I was approaching. I mean, I'm not saying that I've always been, like, extremely thoughtful, but... You know, but just that she planted that seed um, and it kind of and it really it really has guided. It's one of the things I never forgot it. And it kind of guided my approach, um, because, like I said, like, I I really think that, you know, just looking at people that I'm attracted to, like as people, you know, and not um, mm. and not just a, an object of desire or whatever. Um, it just it changes how you approach them and how you how you deal with them ultimately and then you you know you could become a little more invested in like you know what of the effect on their life of your interaction is going to be you know <laughs> so um but i am i am a chronic overthinker so that is you talking to like preach to the choir don't even worry about it um so so do you think that there are 
gender differences um, and what you're talking about? Because I guess like something you just said was like seeing a person as a as a person and not as an object of desire. Mm -hmm. So when I think about women dating, I think about Mm -hmm. women choosing not to see a person as a person, but to see a person as an idea. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times women see men, like see what they want to see in men, see like the potential in men and project an idea. Um, But what you're saying sounds more like maybe like a male perspective, like seeing women as like maybe like lustful objects to, to like go after mm-hmm. is that kind of the I mean I don't I don't think that that's something that only men do I don't uh, I, I don't I don't think oh. there are black and whites in any of it but I just no, think no, like no, tendencies I, I, know, I know you're not saying it like yeah. you know, absolutely but I just I, I felt like maybe what I was saying uh I didn't make that distinction but I yeah I think that people in general and I think I agree with what you're saying about like the idea is uh, as far, I mean, with some women and some men too. I was going to say, cause it could go both ways. I'm just, you know, this yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that, um, just, I mean, a lot of the, that frustration that comes from your ego kind of peaking up is rooted in like this idea of ownership you know, over your partner, uh, which is, you know, patriarchal system, you know, people taking last names and stuff like that. But like, I mean, it's hard to see someone that you were intimate with move on to someone else. Like that is a very hard thing to see. Right. But I think what makes it easier for me is just thinking about the fact that like, I don't, you don't own anybody. Yeah. Like you don't like if somebody feel, if somebody feels inclined to give you, you know, a period of their life or their whole life, you should be thankful for that. You should appreciate it. But if they decide that they don't want to do that anymore, it's not going to be easy to deal with, but it's something that they have the right to do. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I personally, like I said, I don't like I'm not a big fan of conflict, so I'm not about to drag anybody kicking and screaming through anything, you know, especially if they're not any like children involved. But that's a whole other conflict. I don't have any kids, um, but that that complicates it. Oh, I'm sure. More. But um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But I think like just that possessive culture like you know this is my man or this is my woman like um i don't i don't know like how healthy that is i mean i'm not i haven't studied it i'm talking i'm just i can always speak mm-hmm. for my life but like i don't know how healthy that is because i think that is why a lot of people get so frustrated when things don't work out because they feel like you know something belongs to them yeah and it's been taken away that so that idea of like possession um is something I've been hearing more and more lately like it was a couple months ago I think it was the first time that I heard like true love or real love or whatever is like not like is the absence of ownership is letting someone be who they are and do what is truly best for them um it's a lack of ownership and I think that's like for me that was the first time I had heard that concept and it was like really hard for me to wrap my my head around and like understand what that means and like i i get it more now but even still thinking about it like like you said that ego thing like i can conjure up feelings about it i don't even have nobody to like you know what i mean (laughs) to to Mm -hmm. actually feel that way about so it sounds like it sounds like i mean and 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 then my true feelings are that most things that are required to have a healthy and successful relationship require a lot of emotional maturity and a lot of uh, uh, skills um, that are really hard to acquire and really hard to, in my opinion, that are hard to practice. And I don't think necessarily come by um, like that are readily like in everyone. Um, So I don't know. So I'm curious, like, 
it sounds like you you date fairly intentionally because you care about the connection you're attempting to create with someone. And I'm curious if that change, maybe not changes, but if it looks any different in a short-term situation versus a long-term situation. Mm-hmm. Um, my longest, I think my longest relationship I've been in was like four years. Um, the shortest one I've ever been in was two days, and that was when I was in like seventh grade. <laughs> So that was, that was that was that was a mess. I think that might have been like twenty four hours, you know. So, but like, okay, so are you on the dating apps? I am. So, do you like have you met someone and started talking and things you know, evolved? Um, I I just got out of something of that the four year relationship. Like, oh, okay. In March. So okay. yeah. Okay. And I, you know, I um. I really just I'm on the I'm on the bench right now. I mean I'm I'm on there, but like I'm not. I got I don't you. Use my profile is active. It might be I don't know. I didn't. But it was just like so. The last relationship I got into, I got into it like right before the dating app thing kind of took oh, off. Yeah. So I didn't think I was ever going to be on one because I thought they were stupid, and I was like I don't have a problem meeting people, but a combination of boredom and covid and i was mm-hmm. like i can't go anywhere that'll do it so i'm just gonna i was like well you know why not mm-hmm. um but i don't like it and i don't like it for the reasons that i thought i wasn't gonna like it which i <laughs> i just feel like they feel like job interviews mm. it's like you already you know like i'm here you know why i'm here I'm trying to convince you to let me stay. That's what a job interview feels like. You know, there's nothing serendipitous about it. I love rom-coms. I love, you know, like um, When Harry Met Sally. Like, that's like one of my favorite movies. Like, I want to meet someone while I'm doing something, you know, random. Mm -hmm. And I want that to blossom into something. That's what I want. You know, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to find a partner on a dating app. I mean, there's some great people on dating apps, but because of how it's positioned, I think that it just feels, you know, like a job interview. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like it. So um, maybe I'll feel differently in the future. That's how I feel right now. I'm not, I mean, I'm sure there are people who have found, you know, great connections on those apps. But for me, it's like, no. I can't take this seriously. I really want to have like a like a town hall about dating apps because um, I know what my experience has been. And when I first got on dating apps, when I was still living in D.C., probably in like 2015, mm-hmm. I had a great time. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And I was meeting people. I met people I liked. I met several people I really liked. Um, and it was like, obviously does and whatever, but now over the past, like probably like three years, uh, I can't stand it. Um, and I'm curious, like if the culture of dating apps has changed, um, cause I don't know. I don't I, like that job interview thing doesn't resonate with me specifically. Um, but I do think like how people approach dating apps or dating on dating apps, whatever is different now. Um, and I don't think it's for me, I don't think it's for the best. Um, so you're, t- you're taking a break for right now. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna focus on, on myself. That's what I'm doing right now. Just like, I feel like that's when I've always found, I mean, obviously none of my past relationships have worked out, but <laughs> I feel like that's when I found made the best connections is what people have just found me working on myself, you know? Can, can I ask? So, okay. So your most recent relationship, how did you guys meet? Um, we actually met at an, I had a, I'm a photographer. I had a show here in DC and she came to the show. So it's funny because, like, I think to your point, like, 
um, because for me, dating apps have become so trash. I'm like, oh, I got to try to meet people in real life. But I feel like I realized that during a global pandemic um, when no one's leaving the house. And so... I don't know. I've been trying to like find creative ways to like socialize and like just like literally come across new people because like it's hard right. to meet new people now. But um, but that's not a problem you have to worry about right now, I guess. I don't know. You just you'll be working on yourself. <laughs> well, so so, OK, I want to transition into segment two, which is asking for a friend. Um, and so we kind of started talking about it a little bit. So you're single, you're on the apps, not really actively. Can I ask what apps you're on or were on? Um, Hinge. That's yeah, been like that's, a go-to lately. It's a good, it's a great, I think it's a good platform. People like it. Um, You know, I like, I mean, like I'm it. a designer, so I like the way it looks. And, okay. Um, I feel like, you know, if you know exactly what you're looking for, you can find it on there. Really? You know, yeah, I feel like I feel like you can, but like people lie though. This is the thing. Like people lie. Huh. Like I met this woman who was she was beautiful. We got you know, I I was like, let me get your number. Like got on the phone. We were talking for like an hour, and then she was like, oh, and I have like three kids. Oh. And I was like, why didn't you just put that in the profile? Like that's what it's there for. You know, like, even if I was, even if I didn't have a problem with that, I would feel some kind of way because you're like, you're hiding something. Are you not, are you not hiding something? Hmm? Are you not hiding something? I mean, I don't think that I am on there. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. I like, I don't mean to like, (laughs) no, no, no. I no. I really, I try to put everything out there. I don't know what. So I'm, this is interesting because so my best friend a couple of months ago she had like the same exact situation where some she, she doesn't really want to date guys with kids. Mm-hmm. She met this guy. It wasn't until they went out on the actual date that he was like, "I have a daughter," and she was like, "Bro, like I checked for that on the app and you didn't oh. have like why didn't you say that?" And uh, he was like, "Well, people like don't give me a chance." Like he was like, "I want people to meet me first before." Um, like they decide that they don't want to be with me because of one aspect of my life. I don't know. I remember, I, so I, like, I feel you, right? Because I don't really, I don't really want to date a dude with kids if I don't have to. Um, I will, but it's not my preference. Um, but I was sitting in my car and I was just like driving and thinking, like, if I was homeboy, I, like, I don't know how upfront I would be about it. Well, look, if I meet. You out. You wouldn't party, know at a party, right? And we exactly. start talking and I make a connection, and then you tell me that that's different. But we literally have like it's it's a like you can make it a non-negotiable thing. They won't even show you people that have kids. Is you that know? A, really? You can do that? Now? Yeah, you can. You, can you, do you, got the, you got the premium version. You paying? No, this is the regular version. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, you can have. You can okay. set it. I think you can set like two or three things as non-negotiable. So, like, oh. you can do height, you can do race. I do vaguely remember that. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, this is really, this is great. Because there are, you know, there are things that I don't, I've, that I've explored and I know I don't want. Yeah. You know? It's not about the person and individual. It's about me. Yeah. You know, it's about what I That's want. real. You know, it's, I mean, and, and I'm not, um, I'm sure there are things about me that other women would be like, no, I'm good. Like. I don't like dudes that are photographers because, like, whatever. For whatever reason, they don't like. So that's right. fine. Like, yeah. I don't. My yeah. thing is, like, go where, you're, go where you're wanted, you know? Like, you need to just look at the pool of men that are okay. Like, there are men with kids that are probably looking home with kids. So why don't you just, you yeah. know, but whatever. I'm not going to tell nobody. No, I feel it. Because cause then, then on the other side... You know, I'm I'm always telling my best friend's business, and so I, I probably should stop. But she had a different situation where um, this was, a, like, I don't know, last year sometime. Some guy was, like, really into her. She was only, like, medium into him. And he kept being, like, you know, I want you to be more open about, like, you know, you can tell me how you feel. And she did say that she was just kind of meh. And um, 
and he didn't have like a super positive reaction to it but like she and I talked about it and you know she like she felt uncomfortable telling him that she like doesn't feel the same way that he does mm-hmm. um but but like she and I both like said that it's best for her to be honest about the reality and let him choose if he wants to stay or not. And so like, I don't know, for me, my brain like connects that is like, you got to have to give, give, not have to, but it's probably best to give someone like the full picture and have them let them make a choice. And like, but then that ego thing, like you have to separate your ego from it and be like, it doesn't hurt my feelings that people don't want me because of this reason. Right. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of people just like, working it out and I mean I don't think you have to sit down on the first date and give someone your whole resume but you know that's again that's why I don't like the apps because there's there's nothing to discover like I know where you're from I know what school you went to like we can't even have those like little moments like where you realize you have things in common with someone you know and you and and it's almost like a breadcrumb like Hansel and Gretel like they're just, like, leading you farther along. You can't even, like, fall in love with them because you just, like... Have you gone on in any dates from an app? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they were all trash. No, not all of them. I'm just... Um, there was... Um, there were a couple people that I talked to that... Um, I think if I had given myself more distance between my last relationship, um, you know, something something may have materialized but I, I i that's why i'm not on them now because yeah. like, you know what i'm still going through this so i need to just kind of chill do you mind how did you know that you were still going through it um oh man that's a good question i don't know it's just it's just a feeling I mean, I just feel like when you are with someone, like you just, like so much of your your life becomes tangled, you know? And if you're, I don't know, like, I don't think I've ever given myself time to get over anybody. Like, this is like the first time that I've actually made a, you know, effort to do that. Um, so this is still a learning experience for me. Yeah. Maybe we can do a follow-up once I'm, once I'm there and I can tell you how I feel. But That's like, fair. I, um, I feel like I've always just like jumped into something else, mm. you know? And, um, there was a woman that I was talking to and she, she kind of, she just kind of called me out. She was like, I feel like you're not, well, she just was like, I feel like you're not over it. Yeah. And I, was I appreciate like, honest moments like that, like for whoever yeah. they come from. Yeah, and she was, and I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm not. So let me just, you know, take a take a breather here. Mm-hmm. I got plenty of other things I can work on. Yeah. I don't need to be out here like looking for uh, another partner, another yeah. relationship. You know, I, I can I can do some some work with myself. So in the like six, seven, however many months that you've been single again, mm-hmm. what has been the highlight and what has been the low light of it for you? Um, the highlight has been reconnecting with my friends, mm. you know, in a different way because um, and my work, um, you know, reconnecting with my friends, my work in a different way because I'm, you know, I'm not in a relationship anymore um that's been wonderful um and i didn't realize how um i mean i i think that i mean it was definitely it was a decision that i made to be in the relationship you know that we made to be in the relationship so and i don't say like oh i wish i hadn't done that but i just i think like just being optimistic trying to make the best of it and take life as it comes um I think I think this has been a very good thing for me to take a step back. Um, so, and I'm enjoying this different 
kind of growth that I'm experiencing as a result of that. Um, and that's, you know, that was kind of why the relationship ended anyway. We just, I just, we were just both going in different directions. Mm. So. Um, so what's been hard about being single? Um, just, uh, you know, really silencing my ego, you know, and, and not feeling like, um, just feeling like I need to, um, to have a partner, you know, because that's, that's what we see, you know? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I shoot weddings, I shoot couples, I shoot families. Yeah. So, you know, um, and it's there's such a beautiful thing. It's like one of my favorite things to take pictures of, is like these beautiful black families, um, you know, with their beautiful kids and their beautiful houses, and um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. But it's also beautiful to be an individual. You know, like there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and that's the thing. Like, and that's why I have this segment because, like. I want us to see the good and the bad and everything. Like everything yeah. is, you know, with the yin and yang, whatever right. they say. Like, I mean, and to your point, like Corona, my life has changed because of this in the, like, in the most positive way I could have even imagined, you know, mm. like, which sounds crazy, like a global pandemic made your life better. Like, you know, those things where you don't necessarily expect it to be good, but there's always going to be a positive or you can choose to see a positive, you know, yeah. at least. You got to find it, you know, yeah. like, um, there's that, that Bruce Lee quote where he talks about water. He's like, water always gets to where it's going. Mm. You know, Be no matter what temperature, you know, if, it, if it's hot, it turns to steam. If it's cold, it turns to glacier, ice. Glaciers still move. They move very slowly, but they move, you know. And if it's, you know, if it's, if it's fluid, it runs like a stream. It always gets to where it's going. And I, that's something that I've just kind of like held you know, one of those like little mm. pillars of like perspective that I try and approach everything with is just like, you know, go with the flow, you know, because you're going to get to where you're going. You don't want lessons you need to learn. Um, I just try not to fight the current, you know, use that energy to get you to a place where you want to be. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm say another water quote that I heard recently that reminds me of this. It's something about like um, you can never step in the t- same river twice because every right. time you step in it, you're a different man and it's a different river. Um, right. It's like you know, yeah. you could you could use all your past experiences to be like, I'm not gonna do this again. But you're a different person and it's a different. They're a different person and it's a different time and situation and. Yeah. Anyway, um, I like to randomly connect things. <laughs> um, so do you have any, I guess you have any advice for people who are newly single? Um, so one of the things I've been doing is, you know, sometimes, you know, like you, you go out, like it's late, you're drunk or whatever your advice is, you know, and you want to. Maybe you want to text somebody. Maybe you want to call them. Maybe I was you want to text just them talking about drunk dialing somebody. But like I, what I have found, and not even necessarily like in moments of like inebriation, but just like the ebbs and flows of life, you know. Um, I just write letters to people that I don't send. Hmm. It's very cathartic. Like I just will write them, and I, I won't send them. But it's good to get it out. And then I can look back on it in like a couple months and be like, what the fuck was I even thinking? Like, why would I? No, but it, <laughs> it, it does help. Um, it helps me. Yeah. I don't know if that would help everybody. Yeah. But that helps me. And I, um, it, it really, it can give you a window into your soul to write with, you know, abandon. <laughs> That sounds like that sounds really powerful. I 
I am so resistant to writing and I do not know why I will not like I want to journal but I won't like I just can't make myself do it but like the few times that I've like written things down that I've wanted to say to someone even if it's just like a like a phrase um mm-hmm. like I'll look back at it later and I was like what was I going through like in right. that moment like that I wanted to say that like yeah it's it's crazy to look back but that's I mean it, it's a suppression of of ego it's like what I have what I'm thinking is so important that, you know, mm. X person needs to hear it. Damn, that's real. You know? Yeah. And you yeah. don't know where that person's at in their life, you know, to just like send them something like that. You know? Again, I mean, I'm not, I have had people send me things, you know, read me, you know, to, to fill. Um, but I think that, um, I think in in most instances, people would find that that's a lot more self-serving. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, I'm I, I'm pausing to think because, like, I think I think you're right. Like when you like people talk about getting closure, like all that stuff is usually for you. But I'm trying to think of if, if there was a time because I do have a few, a few friends who have been like, I'm telling this nigga about himself because he needs to know because. Like, the next woman he deals with shouldn't have to, you know, engage with this. Or maybe he doesn't know what his behavior is or whatever. No, that's real. It's, uh, and I'm curious, because I, I don't know yet how I feel about, like, that. I mean, I have had... Because let me tell you something. I don't know if women know this. Maybe they do. But when y'all do that to men, you know, um, if... You know, I don't know. It, I can't speak for all men, but for me, I was. It is. It it stays with me. Mm. You know, and um, the way that I process it, I'm just like. I mean, I. So, I'm a graphic designer. I literally send people stuff all the time. I'm, I do graphic design and photography, but like, I send people stuff all the time, and I have to listen to them, just eviscerate my work. Yeah. So, I. You know, when it comes to feedback, I'm open. You know, like if you can articulate it well, mm. like if you're if you're telling me something that I can like actually understand and use to be a better whatever, you know, and not just venting. Um, yeah, and not just venting. Like if you're just like, what are you trying to say? Like, what yeah. what do you want me to improve on? Yeah. You know, um, are you just like, yes, venting is one thing. Criticism is another. Um, And that's why, again, it's so important to me to to be in relationships with people who we both care about each other as people. You know what I'm saying? So then it's like, you know, that that person is coming from a good place. They're not trying to harm you. Um, uh, Confucius says that uh, uh, an evil friend is more is to be more feared than a wild beast a wild Mm. beast will wound your body an evil friend will wound your mind Mm. you know and like when you allow people to have access to you and say things to you they can they can say things to you that will that will damage you you even you'll be in therapy for years trying to unpack it and you really have that's why it's so important to be careful um you know like who you allowed to you know into your intimate spaces into your mind so um. no um oh that makes me think because like i forget where i heard this but people say like don't listen to the good advice or the or not advice but like don't listen to the criticism and the like the the praise because like mm-hmm. If you if you listen to the praise, then you have to listen to the criticism criticism as well. Or if you're like uh, maybe not listen to it, but drawn or or um, pushed by it, um, it's like listen to yourself and decide what you want instead of these external parties. Especially if they're people that you don't like, like you said, they're not your people. They don't know you. They don't necessarily have yeah. the best interest or whatever. Yeah, I think it, you know you listen. If somebody's not coming from a place of love, you know, it just. I would rather they just not say anything at all. Yeah. So I want to get into 
segment three, which is the do better corner. And I, I know you might be struggling <laughs> with the do better corner because you are a saint. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I am not a saint. Um, so in the do better corner, we usually share something petty or immature that we've done in our dating past. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with that, I expand the definition to say anything that you've done that you maybe just regret. Um, whenever, um, you're, whenever you're ready. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I, I don't, I I've never done, I don't think I've ever done anything like. Have you done um, something mean? Have I ever done anything mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean, I'm sure I've done mean things, like to my siblings. To No. And, like, <laughs> to a woman you were dating. Even, like, casually. Um, like, have you, have you ghosted people? You about to get on my nerve. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to, no, I'm I mean, kidding. I'm not even, like, I'm not trying to front or anything, like, um, Oh, wait. So you said someone read you. Yeah, she did. What did she read you about? Um, so, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I can use that. I'll use that story. Um, there was a woman that I was in a relationship with. Um, I was living in D.C. She was living in another part of the country. Um, and I just, I really didn't like that um that we were having this long distance relationship mm-hmm. you know um well at least i that's what i really thought that i was frustrated about but she kind of illuminated to me that i just wasn't ready you know for a serious relationship so and she sent me this long ass text message about it and then she was right I mean, she kind of pointed out a lot of things. She was very, very thorough. <laughs> but, um... Well, well, like, name one thing that you did that, like, uh, let her led her to believe that you weren't ready. That you agree that you did. Um... I think it was just... It was just where I was in my life. I think, um... I think that I don't know I'm I'm still this is really not a good example because I'm still like unpacking this yeah so it's really not a good example because I, I I think that um like her approach towards the relationship in general was much more enlightened than I was at the time mm. so that's a whole nother conversation okay but like no I really I don't really I don't really, can't really think of anything I did petty. Like, I've, I really have tried to write <laughs> five people. Because um, it, it weighs very heavily on my conscience. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not saying I've never done anything wrong. Um, but I just, I'm, I never, I really do love and care about all of the people that I've been in relationships with. And I don't wish ill on any of them. Even though we're not together. Yeah. So, I don't know if they. I mean, I'm. I would. I would think that some of them feel the same way about me. But because um, when it, when an when an artist when an, when an artist breaks up with you, it's usually for the artwork, not somebody else. Oh. You know? So. It just. That's a. It's a it's a, it's a different kind of. Uh, Sting. I don't know. Yeah. So, your, I guess, lack of petty (laughs) makes me think of uh, a situation that I was in, like, a while ago. It was probably, like, eight years ago. Uh, I was overseas. uh, Met this guy. We were friends. Like, friends for a year. One of my best friends while I was overseas. And then right before we decided, well, right before he was leaving the country forever, um, we, like, admitted that we had feelings for each other like literally three weeks before he was about to leave the country and then I was like so so what does this mean and he was like oh it means I'm gonna go back to the United States and you're gonna be here in Kyrgyzstan and I'll see you when I see like and I was like 
oh okay and i remember at the time just trying to be like my feelings ain't hurt you know it's all right mm-hmm. you know sure yeah let's do that um and it wasn't until like years later that i realized how kind of fucked up it was of him to like uh draw me into something that he was going to like end literally like two weeks later um and i don't i don't think he did because he's also like at that time one of the nicest men that i'd ever met Mm -hmm. um and like what i thought was also very thoughtful and emotionally mature but like to me it came off as like careless and thoughtless Mm -hmm. about my Mm -hmm. feelings Mm -hmm. um and like i think i don't think you have to be intentional if you do like you can accidentally do something really fucked up or kind of fucked up, right? But yeah, I don't think no, he went in to go in. And I'm not... offensive, you know? Yeah. You can passively offend someone, yeah. you know? You don't got one of them either? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think I have passive... I have definitely passively offended people. Yeah. Um, just, I have been careless about people's feelings. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh... Yeah, no, I definitely have. And I think that's the one thing that, like, um, can kind of be, like, the downside of the good guy, like, mm-hmm. archetype. Because um, I think, and not to, like, I'm not saying that about you or whatever. I'm just saying that I think that's one thing that, like, people don't realize the impact uh, that it can have. And people oh, are thinking, no. like, I'm not, I'm not actively doing this thing. I'm not, like, I didn't cheat. I didn't this. I didn't whatever. But yeah, I was very thoughtless no. and careless with your feelings. And uh, people don't necessarily understand the impact that can no, have. No, I called one of my exes, like, three years after we broke up on the pod. I mean, I was, like... I was just going through something and yeah. I was like, you know what? It was just weighing on me because I yeah. felt like I had done something wrong. But like you, I've, I've probably passively offended or, you know, hurt people. Yeah. Cause I'm not, but you can do it. And I mean, I think it's something that you have to acknowledge. Like if you have the awareness um, and if, or if somebody brings it to your attention, um, it's definitely something that, um, that I've done. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it just as it's just as hurtful to that person, right? Um, but um, you know, you apologize, and you know if they care to continue interacting with you, then you know they do that. But um, I mean, you're not you're, nobody's going to go through this life unscathed. Yeah, you know, yeah. myself included. People have passively hurt me. Um, I just. It, it doesn't make it any. It doesn't make it the wound hurt any less because they didn't do it maliciously, you know. Right, right, uh. right. Well, thank you um, for your openness and transparency. Um, I was trying really hard to get to Petty, but you know, we made it as far as we got, and it's and that's cool. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, those are all the questions that I have for you. Um, Thank you so much for like sharing your perspective and your opinion. I think it, um, I think it's important as like we particularly as Black millennials are really figuring out what like romantic relationships and like healthy romantic relationships look like for us in this generation. I think it's important for us to hear different perspectives and different ways to think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your particular perspective on salvaging romantic relationships when possible is one that we don't talk about a whole lot. Um, and I know I've gone into many endings wanting to be friends and I haven't been able to do that successfully yet. But um you know, he ain't throwing me yet. So we'll see. Um, but yeah. And I wanted to give people the opportunity to follow your work um, and find out where they can buy some of your photography or look at some of your photography online. If you wanted to share your um, social media. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, at Stephen L.A. Miller, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Um that's it on Instagram I'm not I'm on Twitter but I don't use Twitter and just follow me on Instagram or my website www.stephenlamiller.com but yeah I'd love to connect I love this forum when I heard the podcast you did with Shay I was like you know it's just it was very it was well done like I love the format of it and I enjoyed listening to the perspective I think um black people you know just we need to continue to have these conversations 
because a lot of people are just they're hurt they're confused um and this is a way for us to talk about these things like in a healthy way and process them uh together and have have dialogue because that's really the thing that's going to bring people together um is open and honest dialogue um and people just being honest about where they are emotionally you know and yeah. psychologically yeah um is going to go a long way to us having healthy relationships whatever those relationships look like they Thanks may not be to this episode of situationships um, podcast they can be healthy if you learn you know, anything from this episode, absolutely. There we go. Oh, I love that. We don't have to hurt each other. That's an excellent podcast yes. merch. And early access. All right. Well, again, thank you so much, Stephen. I really appreciate you sharing our show. Patreon. And I will talk to you later. At patreon.com backslash situationships pod. You know that situationship you had that one time? The one your girlfriends remind you about when you start acting brand new? I want to hear about it. Hit me up at situationshipspodcast.com backslash my story or email me at situationshipspodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to connect with me and the situationships podcast listeners on social media you can find me on instagram and facebook at situationships pod and on twitter at situations pod talk to you soon bye y'all